You're listening to the Rebel Scum Podcast. You are always scum. Rebel Scum. From odds making to list rankings, we've got you covered. And don't forget to join us on Patreon for early access and exclusive content. Here are your hosts, Brock and James. Trivia! Oh, God. How many Boba meters Fett. was Jar Jar Binks' brother, Jojo Binks? I'm just joking. No KC trivia today. This is not a trivia show. Trivia is when we do a live stream, whenever the heck that happens. <laughs> uh, we figure things out, and we do them as we do it. This is episode 169 of the Rebel Scum Podcast. I am James. He's Brock. So, true story. Uh, as you know, I bought Jojo Rabbit last week. Have not watched it yet. Oh yeah. I also bought uh, I bought Swingers for four ninety nine. It was nine ninety nine, and I said I'm holding out for it to be four ninety nine. And once it hit four ninety nine, I bought. It. I have it on DVD and Blu-ray. It was everything. And I just bought the Invincible Man, Invisible Man. He's not. Invisible. <laughs> I mean, he might be invincible. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, I just bought that because it was cheaper to buy it than it was to rent it a couple weeks ago. So I bought it <laughs> to support. Uh, movies that I couldn't go see in the theater due to Crap Fest 2019, 2020, whatever year it is. Um, Rona. Coronavirus, COVID-19, all that stuff. I, so that's, yeah, anyway. That's all nice. I got to say. That's all I've got to say about anything right now. Uh, what have you been up to? Well, I woke up this morning. No. Feeling like P. Diddy. <laughs> uh, don't stop. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, no. Uh, my garden's pretty pristine. I wish my pool was open. Not to swim in it, just so it doesn't look like there's a swamp surrounded by a nice yard. Um, so hopefully that'll open soon because it's going to get warm. Your roommate did try to take credit for your gardening. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I call him uh, out on it, though. Don't worry. I had your back. Oh, I know, I know. The, the best part was you didn't even like. I didn't need to like cue you. You knew. Oh, I knew. I, saw, I was like, Brock's done well. I love him. I really do. But he, uh, he. I don't know if I told you this. He honestly thought those flowers just magically sprouted. Yeah, yeah. No, that's. And I'm it. like, I was like, dude, I planted those in the fall. For someone who's done landscaping, he knows very little about landscaping. <laughs> <laughs> but. It is what it is. It's, you know, it's fun. It's fun finding new things in our yard because I think something sprouts, some something different sprouts every year. I don't know. Yeah, it's awesome. I think animals plant, or plants, animals bury, like, flower bulbs all over our yard and things just sprout out. We're like, what is this? I can see that. <laughs> yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Aaron's There's so many animals. Aaron does the gardening here and I just reap mm. the benefits. I'm like, yeah, do yeah. we have any fresh? And she's like, yes. And I'm like... Put it on my pizza. She goes, I didn't make that. I didn't grow that for six months to put on your pizza. Well, I'm. That's how we. Yeah, that's that's the thing. It's like everyone's now trying to like plant things for food. And I'm like, it doesn't really work the way you think it's going to work. No, it's hilarious, though, how. um, Because Aaron's been. Aaron has been gardening forever Mm -hmm. since as long as I know her. And so I usually go to the the store and we buy seeds. And she does it all from seeds. And that's in like February, I think, or March, whatever. Or it's early. It's really early. She has to do it all inside. And then I lose like half of my place to live because it's filled with potted plants. And then this year, COVID happens. And in April, she's like, 
oh, the peppers aren't growing. The peppers weren't growing. And I was like, but I need the peppers for my pizza. Yeah, yeah. And so she's like, okay, let's go to the store and grab some peppers. So I went alone because I'm not letting her in the store right now. <laughs> and, like, the seeds have been raided. Yeah. I was like, yeah, guys, yeah. you guys are, like, two months too late to start this stuff. It's like people yeah. are suddenly baking and gardening. Yeah. And I don't buy <laughs> either of those. Because both of them are a lot of work. And I know for a fact people would rather just go to a store and buy both. Yeah. Yeah. I I just don't get anything. <laughs> I know somebody uh, found yeast at the store the other day, but it was bread machine yeast. And I was like, I bet they don't even know that it's bread machine yeast. Which, by the way, you can use out of a bread machine. Mm. But it's different from regular yeast. So you got to use it. And I was just like, oh, they don't even know what they bought. They just bought it because it was in the yeast section. This is the world we live in now where it's like, buy yeah. it. It's there. Is that toilet paper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hated Like I went to a Walmart and I the muffin mixes. I'm like, <laughs> what? you're not going to make a muffin. <laughs> no, I literally, I, I, I just buy what I need. I told you I got in yeah. trouble for buying too many tomato stuff. And I was like, <laughs> So, but they they let it slide because the one cashier had my back. <laughs> Thankfully, <laughs> small town. Like, oh, he always buys four. And I was like, oh, yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, what is this podcast about again? I can't remember. Who Star was Wars, the Star costume Wars. designer? Ugh. Oh, wait. Here's a question for you. <clears throat> Who claimed that a mo- maneuver at the Battle of Tanab was what promoted him to general? Lando Calrissian. Lando Calrissian. <laughs> that is absolutely. This is the Rebels Come Podcast. We talk about Star Wars when we're not talking about being isolated in our houses for nine weeks. We're on the ninth week now. Is that what this is? Well, the eight or nine. I've been. I think we're finished the eighth because it's like March thirteenth of Friday. Seem to be when real when sport is when sports shut down, and that's when things really got hairy. I feel that's when people started taking this seriously. That's that's what I've been marking, and it is May thirteenth today. Correct? Yeah. Sorry. Before whatever actual day this gets put. <laughs> so it's been two months. So tomorrow is the ninth week, I suppose. Well, okay, but like week wise. Can I do yeah, the math? I can't do the math. It's been two months. You can now officially start saying it's Ugh. been two months. Yeah, that is insane. Like when when we got when I got sent home, they're like, "You're gonna be working from home, yeah, uh, for at least a week." <laughs> I think we all knew it'd be more than that, but this is just I I don't know when I expected to go back. And now I'm like, <laughs> yeah. am I going to? And I, I love I'm, the people that are. I love the people that are like. Life's not going to be the same for like two years. I'm like, I'm like, stop throwing around two years. Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe it's going to take a while to get a vaccine or whatever. Just get things back to normal. But like, we still have to exist as people. We still have to watch our Star Wars movies until uh, we can't anymore. Well, The Mandalorian know. season two will not be delayed due to coronavirus. They had finished production, yes. obviously, and they're editing, that. and you can edit remotely. Um, actually, where I work, we have an editor, and he goes in every every day. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's one person. So there's a way to edit. There's ways to edit. So it seems like yeah. I was never really concerned about that, to be honest. It wasn't something that 
that I don't think I ever thought about the Mandalorian. It's still for me, Brock. I don't know about you, but it's just when the heck are they gonna just come out and say Star Wars celebration this year is not happening? Yeah. Like I mean it, Yeah. Like it's not I mean California said they're still in uh we call it quarantine isolation here, but uh in states of color, was it stay, staying in place or sheltering in place or something like that? Like California isn't lifting that till at least July first. I heard that this yeah. week. Like so, <laughs> I mean, we're Canadian. <laughs> we're not leaving the country anytime soon. Well, our prime minister, which is the version of president we have here, yeah, who loves Star Wars and his own yeah, he voice, does. and his own voice. He um yeah. he's. He doesn't even know when the borders are when to open up the borders again. Yeah, like it's like, and yeah. I, like, and to be honest, this is not to get political because I really could not care less. Because the last yeah. time I got political, an emperor took over the galaxy. <laughs> uh, but but I mean, like, can you like, can any leader of any country say they're going to open a border right now? Your country can be as good as it can be, yeah. but the country that's bad. Is gonna like they were like, yeah, we'll open up ours too. Okay, so now we're back to square one. Uh, I miss square one. I don't. <laughs> square one, a mall in Mississauga. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> just you know what? We just gotta stay home. We gotta watch that Disney Plus because they're worried nobody's watching it. We're getting the Mandalorian documentary out. That's something. Oh my That's god! Something. So it's really. I you know what? I'm really liking it, but I'm still. I I want. I like it. Mm-hmm. But I want, and maybe this is not even what this show is, but I want more of the making of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that might not be That's, what this show is, right? So no. I don't know because I don't really know what this show I, is, other than like let's just talk about making. But I, like, I think they're going to move to it. Like that trailer definitely showed like really like mm-hmm. how things worked. So I think uh, they're slowly moving to it. Like there's six more episodes, right? And, so. and look, they started it off with the directors, which to me makes yeah. a lot of sense. Because because as much as I want to watch that stuff, I'm sure most of the general public is like, I don't care how they made the Mandalorian. I want to watch the director. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like it's a different taste. Um, and then the last episode. Yeah. David Falone's coming yeah, in. Yeah, just gonna say we haven't talked about this. Nope. What did you think, James? <sighs> Nothing that we haven't said before on this show. My <laughs> yeah, no, totally true. <laughs> well, we look. You and I, uh, we respect the prequels. Yeah. I mean, I respect Hannah Christensen a lot more than you do, but whatever. <laughs> That's true. Uh, and I will defend him. I will defend him in that performance till the day I croak, which. You know, it's something I'm proud to say. Um, but uh, no, that so when he did that, so I I I saw the episode late. I think it was like Friday mm-hmm. night or Saturday, or yeah, because everybody watched right, and everybody was like Filoni, Filoni speech, Filoni speech, Filoni speech, and you're like Filoni's gonna whatever you said to me, like yeah. you're gonna love what he says. I love what he says, but I was ex- I don't know how to describe it. I love what he said, obviously, yeah. and it was great, yeah, but it yeah. wasn't what I expected. <laughs> because because he just yeah. said what we kind of always talked about. 
yeah. So I was like, this is great. Yeah. But now people are starting to see something. Like, this is a 20-year-old movie. That's yeah, the yeah, point yeah. of the whole thing. <laughs> so, But I was, I'm really happy that people now appreciate the movie. Yeah, yeah. I guess, like Qui-Gon. But that, I think that's the one thing with George Lucas and those prequels especially is the prequels. And this is the thing with Hayden Christensen's performances as well. Is on the surface, bleh, bleh, stale yeah. and raw, you yeah. know, and not very good. But it's the underlying. And, and that's the one thing I maintain with Hayden Christensen's performances. I've mm-hmm. said he is basically Darth Vader. And the thing that yeah. he gives that I think it goes unnoticed because of the delivery. But the delivery... And it's all because this is a child who's been taken from his mother, who's been told by a council his whole life that he's not, that he doesn't deserve it. Somebody who's been like, I, you not deserve it. So he's, he is stiff, but I think that was a conscious decision on everyone's part because he's somebody uh, with no confidence in him whatsoever. Nobody believes in him at all. He knows that he's excellent, but he doesn't have, uh, the guidance, and that's basically what Dave Filoni is saying in this. But I think yeah. that t- speaks to Hayden Christensen's "quote unquote" mm. wooden performance because I think that he is portraying an individual who has no charisma, no characteristics of his own, because he was born a slave, taken from his mother, and he's just filled with pain and emotion. But he's not allowed to show any of that, and he doesn't know how to how to react to anything, and he's just. And and that's how I've always looked at this Anakin Skywalker that we get, which mm-hmm. I mean, and look, you can argue that's not the one that is cinematically the best, maybe. Maybe yeah, there is an Anakin sure. that could have been better, but I think that in the grand scheme of things, that's what I've always taken from that, and that's why I think it is a good performance. Yeah. But Filoni, nobody knows Star Wars as well as Filoni right now. It's, it's yeah, it's dumbfounding, because it's like yeah, you're right. Like when I said to you, it's like you're gonna love this part. Yeah. Just because yeah, that's what you said. You one, like, it's like yeah, you're gonna you're gonna love this. Uh, uh, and I just meant like yeah, you're gonna be like yeah, I know yeah. this is. Pr-. And, but it's just like it's nothing you haven't heard before. But just listening to him really say it with such enthusiasm, it's like, whew. It's it truly comes back to what we said after the Mandalorian finally finished off. It's like. It doesn't matter if you liked Last Jedi or if you liked Force Awakens or if you liked any Star Wars movie. If you're going to be like, Star Wars is no good now, I'm like, sorry, Mandalorian. <laughs> Mandalorian, like, it's great. It's just great on so many levels. Like, I've rewatched it. You've rewatched it a million times. I did, I did it in like a 24 hour span, just, or no, not even. I just watched it straight for five hours because that's how long it is. And I'm like, this is just exquisite. I did that by accident. Like, not like I was, <laughs> I didn't plan on it. And I was like, I'm going to watch, I wanted to watch the egg episode. I was like, well, I should watch the first one. And yeah. then all of a sudden it was over. <laughs> I was like, what yeah. just happened? What time is it? What day is it? Yeah. And like, it sucks you in. It's so well done. And I've yeah. heard complaints about it. And I'm not going to get into those, but I, I will say that the first time I watched it, there was an episode, I think it, it might have been the uh, Bryce Dallas Howard episode or the one right after. Around, it was around four or five, episode yeah. four or five, when I was like, I get it. What are you trying to say? Yeah. And then it, it tells you what it's trying to say. And then it makes those episodes that, just like Rebels, that you were like, okay, I, I liked it. I get it. But it's the same. Yeah. 
And then it goes, oh, I like those episodes even more now. And then when you watch it yeah, all as a yeah, whole, yeah. you you really see it all kind of fleshed out. And it, it's, I don't know. I think it's just everything about it. I think it's just so well done. And yeah. there is absolutely in the writing and directing and the set design and all that, there's just this level of care that you can feel bleed off the screen when you're watching it. Like you're like everybody making this is, is putting everything they have into it to make it the best they can. Yeah. It's, uh... <laughs> it, it, you know, and now we keep getting like news of people being cast in the <laughs> show. And it's like you said before the show where it's like, or before we started recording that, uh, it's like, I don't even need more Mandalorian news because it's like, it's truly like you can continue to add to this show. It won't matter because as long as you make a similar story or like not even a similar story, just a similar feel in the second season as you that you get in the first. I mean, like you've, you sold me. It's, you know, I, I would argue it's similar to that of like Stranger Things where you're like, you can keep making this as ridiculous as you want the the base of these characters and the the feel of the show just sells me every time. So I am curious about season two because you and I both like season two of Stranger Things. Yeah. But I know a lot of people were disappointed. Um especially with the the sister episode where Eleven has a sister or whatever. Oh yeah. I like I wish they go more into that. (laughs) And I think they they might not be because of people's reaction to that episode. But I'll say that that Uh, that episode to me, if that was episodic and I had to wait every week, that would be the one I'm like, ugh. But because and and I knock it and I'm not a huge fan of the binging, but because it's a binge watching show, it worked more for me. Because you're watching it, you're watching it, you're watching it, then you get this story and then you keep watching it. So it's not like you have to wait any period of time. And, you, and the thing is, because they connected it with the events that are coming and the events that happen, yeah. I thought it, the binge, it was like, it, it felt like that, like Stranger Things was an eight hour, 11 hour, what it was, eight hour movie. And mm. that was just part of the movie that you have to watch and you have to get that backstory to help yeah. heighten the rest of it. That's how that felt yeah. to me. But but I do think that it only works since been watching, whereas Mandalorian will not be that. And I'm wondering, I don't know how you feel, if, you know, we're getting all these great, you know, Ahsoka and Bo-Katan yeah. and, and yeah. Kylo Ren baby and all these things are coming in Mandalorian season two. I made up the Kylo Ren baby. <laughs> but like, if you think of every show, the second season usually takes a step back. Do you think that that people will be disappointed in the second season of The Mandalorian? Uh, I think they run a risk of announcing too many things, like like you said, Bo-Katan, um, uh, Katie Sackhoff going to play it live action. She voiced Bo-Katan in mm-hmm. in Clone Wars and Rebels. That's great. I love that. I mean, it's it's a genius move. Um, but now. We have, it's May, and this will come out in October. That's, what, six months, almost? Is that exactly six months? We have a good gap of time to just, like, sit here and think of what are these, like, what's Tamora Morrison going to be? Who is Michael Bean in this? Uh, Is Ahsoka going to be a big deal? Oh, my God, I forgot about Michael Bean. Apparently, Jamie Lee Curtis is not in it. Yeah, no, you remember you saying that. 
like Michael Bean's cast in this, uh, and now Katie Sackhoff. It's a high priority that, like, priority, high probability that they're just in some kind of flashback because Moff Gideon has the black saber, and prior to that, Bo-Katan had the saber. So she could be, a, like, a minute, like, or not even, like, She's just there. Mm-hmm. Maybe one scene, you know? And so are people getting super jazzed for a possible show where she's a main character? I'm not I'm not saying don't do that. That would be sweet. But, like, I think we got to remember, like, we. I, I would argue that no one should start guessing on what's going to happen. And I just did it, right? Like, oh, well, then the storyline should be like this. We run the risk of ruining the season for ourselves. <laughs> you know what I mean? Does that make any sense? No, I absolutely do. And yeah. that's part of the fear, right? Is Katie Sackhoff showed up for a four-hour shoot, went in, <laughs> and then that's it. And then everybody's like, oh, it's going to be the greatest thing ever. You know, like even The Mandalorian Season 1, when you first see the kid, and it's like, oh, who was there? Was it a Jedi? Was it Yoda? Is Yoda the one that saves him? Is it Obi-Wan? No, it was a droid. Then he gets saved by Death Watch. Like, it, you know, I I think there is that fear. You know, season, the thing with season one, too, is you went into it with zero expectations because they showed you so, so little. And then Baby Yoda blew your mind. Right? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Now, now you have the Baby Yoda factor already. Yeah. So it's like, well, what's it going to be? And it seems like they're like, well, we can be less secretive because the cat's already out of the bag and nothing's going to match Baby Yoda anyway. Yeah, it's it almost makes me say at this point, it's like, do not give me a trailer. <laughs> they don't need one. It just has they don't. To be, they only, really don't. All they need is like a couple clips from season one, and then yeah. you put down. This is the way continues October whatever. And they could like just make a video of like the editor finalizing the episodes, like you see in like whatever they're using, like premiere or grass valley or whatever like what uh final cut pro and it's like you see a up export like bar and it finishes and they're like putting it on a stick and then dropping it off at disney plus or whatever <laughs> i'd be like perfect all, all you, like, that's really all you need to know you need to know that it's in their hands and they have delivered and it's done like it will be out this day it could just be John Favreau. Hey guys, really happy to tell you that uh, Mandalorian season two is done. It's gonna be good. I still think of that celebration when he's talking on that panel, and I'm like, "You jackass!" Yeah, yeah. Like he has Baby Yoda, and every time he smiles, he's like, "Ah, we got stuff for you." I'm like, "What is he talking about?" Yeah. You know, and I watched some clips. It's like nobody even came close to guessing Baby Yoda. Nope, nope, and that's. I don't I think they need to they don't need to. I think it would be nice if they had something in the season season 2 that was just as good, which I think could be anything quite honestly. Well, it's not <laughs> go ahead. No, I think the problem is you can't top it. Yeah. Well, I mean they then, say that, but maybe they can. <laughs> and we can't, but like that's the thing too though. You you kind of don't want to be the person like you don't want to start that old Star Wars thing where it's like Yeah. This happens, and then somebody comes in and saves the day, and then this gets revealed. Like you don't don't make it formulaic. So, 
and I think uh, Mandalorian season one was nothing. Nobody's ex- expectations no. were like not met and over and exceeded. You know what I mean? Like it was just like everyone's like, "Oh my god!" Well, I mean, I'm sure people didn't like it. You said it earlier. There's some oh, people that didn't like some comments, and you're just like. <laughs> but it's mostly people overthinking Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think we all forget that the reason why most of us like Star Wars is because of the absurdity of it all. And I know, you know what? Every time I think of Star Wars now, I'll probably think of The Rise of Skywalker watching with my nieces and nephew when we finished watching it and I woke up the next day and they watched it again and then we went outside and they grabbed sticks and they were lightsabers yeah. and they were playing. St- and I was like, they're not like they like Star Wars, but none of them were obsessed with Star Wars, and I don't think they yeah. are now. But after watching the movie, they were all like their imaginations yeah. went crazy, and they just wanted to be Jedi. They wanted to be Rey and Kylo and yeah. Luke and all that, and they they were having a blast. And and I was like, but this is the point of Star Wars. I think they succeeded here because kids had the time of their life. And you know, I saw it with a seven year old in the theater who loved it also. Like it's, it's that's what Star Wars is. And then when you get older, it's like oh. It's a deeper meaning. Is it? Is it? And I'm so, I'm, look, Brock, between us, I'm getting tired of Joseph Campbell. I am. I really, like, I get it, but I'm also like, when you were five, you didn't give a crap about Joseph Campbell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, you know, so that's, that's where I am. It doesn't have to, it could create its own thing after a while. You, I think the, the key to everything is, and Sam Witwer put down The Last Jedi. <laughs> Not for Sam Witwer. <laughs> huh? Enough with Sam. No, no, but I'm using this as an example where he says something that I think is very important and I think we have to think of. And I'm not, I'm not going to agree with him or just, this has nothing. He says it felt like somebody who didn't do their homework. Mm. And then, but that's the, that's the quote that everybody uses clickbait. But, but he also says, um, I have to paraphrase because I can't remember. I wasn't planning on talking about this, obviously. Yeah. But he mentions how you have to learn it all before you could create your own right yeah so you learn yeah. the rules and then when you learn the rules you break the rules yeah right and i'm not gonna That's argue true. i'm not gonna argue ryan johnson or jj abrams but i'm saying that yeah. at some point those rules that we all live by are gonna have to be stretched and broken but they're yeah but as long as you know the foundation of what you're doing yeah. right you could you could rebuild all of the rooms in your house, Brock. Just do not tear down those studs. Yeah, and that's oh, I think that's what Sam Witwer. Yeah, you're. <laughs> but that's what Sam Witwer's point was. Whether or not you agree, I don't yeah. really care. That's yeah. But like what he's saying is, you have to understand the material to do the things that you do in in it. Right. No, that makes uh, that, that makes total sense. Um, yeah. You know what? I, I a day or two after I watched that last episode of the documentary. Uh, <laughs> I thought somebody uh, broke something upstairs for a second. Um so after you finish watching the episode oh, of the documentary. After watching Filoni basically fully map out how the prequels and the original trilogy work together, I thought, I wonder how he looks at the sequels. Does mm-hmm. he like that's different, right? Because he's talking about George's story. Can he map in this new story as well? I mean, like maybe it's difficult because Rise of Skywalker is still new, right? 
So I, I would I would really love to hear his take on it, not, not as a way of like, oh, this is where they went wrong. I don't need to hear where they went right or wrong, but like his way of spinning the whole story is really interesting. So like perhaps you can fit that in or maybe not. Or maybe he just says, well, this is the story within that. Like, I think that would be really interesting because I don't think I've ever heard Filoni's thoughts on the new. No, because I think, I don't know if he has much to do with it. He was obviously on the set of Rogue One. I don't know if he was around for Solo. I'll bet you he has thoughts. And he the thing with Filoni, too, is he probably knows what Lucas had in store or an idea of what Lucas had in store. Sure. Yeah. And, and I don't know. I I have an opinion on the sequel trilogy, and but I, I will say that right now. I'll, I'll wait and I'll maybe plan them out better when I want to talk about it. But I think there is as much as we're always like, oh, there was no plan. There's no this. I think there was. But I don't think they're necessarily about what everybody kind of thought they were going to be about. And in the same way, the prequels, when we're talking about the prequels, I think people missed something because you were too zoned in on this aspect of it that you missed that it's actually this. That's what I think. Um, when I watch it, I always feel okay with I, I, I like a lot of the decisions that are made, I don't have a problem with. And that yeah. includes... Luke Skywalker's treatment in The Last Jedi, and that includes Rey Skywalker, and that includes Palpatine's return. Now, I mean, execution is one thing, but I don't have a problem mm. with the decisions. And I'm with you. I don't think they... I will say, I think if you were to turn back time and start again, I the, the smartest thing they could have done was continued the Luke Han stuff, but it's Rey's story. The Skywalker storyline is over. It's a six movie arc. Now the next one is this. And that's the one thing that I think that, that if they could do again, I think they might, because it's like, because then you could do whatever you want with Ray. And she, but I think once it's a Skywalker story, that's why I'm, I'm accepting of, of her being a Skywalker slash Palpatine thing and Palpatine returning because it all has to, it has to tie together. Otherwise, what's the point of it being a Skywalker saga? Yeah, um, yeah. So there's a lot of problems. And the thing is, you know, and whatever. But my, and my, I don't know where I'm going with this. But my, my one issue with the with Luke in The Last Jedi wasn't how he was treated. It was just that I thought, we talked about going into it, that it seemed like the obvious route to take for him. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, for me, it was like, like, everyone's like, it's so daring. And I'm the opposite, where I'm like, that's what I expected from Luke in that movie. Yeah. I kind of wish we got something a little bit different. Yeah. But at the same time, we got what we got, so you got to accept what we got. And I have no, I have no issue with that at all, except for the fact that I just felt like there was something else that we could have gotten. But uh, whatever, who cares? Who cares? Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I like the movie. Like it. It's just so those are like little things like that. It's like Palpatine makes no sense. Like Palpatine, if Palpatine's going to return, he's teased in the Force Awakens, right? What's that saying? You don't. Show the gun. Then you don't show the gun in the first act if you're not going to use it in the third. Well, you don't bring up the guy in the third act if you have him <laughs> foreshadowed him in the first act. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Who cares? They're yeah. fun movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, if you haven't watched the the little section of uh, that episode, definitely check it out. I'm sure it's on YouTube or just it's just Filoni's speech. <laughs> like, it's it it's stuff like that. Like. 
how can you argue that the future of Star Wars isn't bright? Like, oh, you got this guy. He could literally just sit in the office and just be like, yeah, let me change my cowboy hat. <laughs> I remember the first time I saw his face, like not in person, but on a screen was when I watched the first episode of Rebels and I had no idea who he was. Yeah. I was like, here's the creator, Dave Filoni. And then he comes out, he's wearing that cowboy hat. And the crowd around me just goes up. I'm like, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> I remember and, Clone, uh, Clone Wars when he when he mentioned uh, there was a video on TV and he was like, or something, and he was like, Anakin's going to have a Padawan. And I was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are they? I was like, oh. And then I literally, my next thought was, this will be over in a year. I was just watching uh, Avatar The Last Airbender, and I was like, oh, that was a good episode. Credit, Dave Filoni. <laughs> I'm like, ah. <laughs> so, yeah. What a wonderful man. <laughs> Dave Filoni is the... Yeah, anyway. He should do more. My, my final thought, though, uh, you can make Dave Filoni is the GOAT. That's going to be the title of this episode. Um, my final thought, though, is... That they announced Katie Sackhoff's going to be in this show. I think we're really like they are putting all their 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 eggs in the Mandalorian basket. You know, like that they're pushing Mandalorian stuff. Mandalorian, Mandalorian. I know the show's called Mandalorian, so but to link it to all this other new content you're creating, and they're all about this race of warriors. Like I think Mandalorians are going to be a big part of the future. Maybe not main characters like in The Mandalorian, but I think this is setting up a new type of society that we'll mm-hmm. encounter quite a lot in the future. I'm just like, wow, this is awesome. <laughs> no, so I think they're setting out to be something yeah. cool. We'll see. Want to go on to the odds? Let's do it. Never tell me the odds. Brought to us by Patreon. Patreon for the fine people that think what we do is a good idea. None of you are my mother. <laughs> uh, but thank you so much for supporting us. You are the best. We get to talk to you in live chat. Sometimes you're on our shows, and it's just wonderful to know, especially in these dire times, that people care about Star Wars as much as we do. Thank you. And our Patreons are Heidi Fetter. Or as we like to call her, the executive producer. Barry Brophy, Dennis Allen, Mary Kristen Aton, Jeff Wilson, Aaron Quinton, Al Schuler, Phil Staniforth, Janet Rubio, Rachel Alford, Rule Farm Boy, Sooner Thrawn, Austin Scher, Scott D, Andy Higgins, Josh Price, Mason Hope, Matt W. Rez, Frank Perkins, Neil Lowry, D. Raven, Spencer, Gleek Play One, Kayla Davis, Automated Joy, Charlotte Jericho Kane. Four Leaf Clover, Girls with Sabras. That's how you say it, right? Sabra. The Girls with Sabras. And of course, the guy who only wears blue jeans, the Denim Nerds. Denim Nerds. Denim Nerds. Once again, one of his live streams popped up on my Facebook, and I did not care for this. I said, Josh, you spamming son of a gun. <laughs> um, I'm going to. So, in our rundown, the first. One of these that we have, I'm going to put last. 
Okay. So I'm going to I'm just going to reverse the order here. So the odds of this is a rumor now that's flying around the interwebs. The odds mm-hmm. of Natalie Portman appearing in Obi One Kenobi. Did you hear that uh, Jimmy Smiths and Dra- Draven are in talks for the Cassian Andor show? No, apparently they're in talks. Not they are apparently are in <laughs> talks. I am. I'm growing more and more excited about this show that will never happen by the day. Uh, <laughs> the odds of Natalie Portman are returning to Star Wars and Obi Wan Kenobi. I think anything's possible since she's returning into a Marvel movie, which, like, I think at one point people are like, she's never coming back. She's literally like, uh, I have kids, and they're <laughs> expensive. <laughs> uh. I'm going to go 60%. I'm not optimistic it's going to happen. I think it would be awesome if they did. I think the Obi-Wan movie is where you get your some closure on some prequel characters, and that would be fantastic. I'm going to go 61%. That way when this all happens, I'll be the one that gets selected for the Showcase Showdown. Exactly. Four dollars, Bob. Uh, so that's what I think. Uh, next, uh, I'd like to see her back in there. And uh, the other rumor is that Hayden Christensen will be returning, so that'd be nice. Yeah. Our next ad: uh, the odds of the greatest actor of all time appearing in Star Wars will Jonathan Krasinski, John Krasinski, be appearing in Star Wars? It's a good question. Uh, you know. You know what? Like this, some good news things he's been doing on YouTube. I am very interested to see how this affects his career when we come out of the COVID. Totally positively. The most positive. (laughs) He is going to get every job he wants. Yeah. Yeah. And like if Quiet Place does really, really well when it finally comes out, it could all just be the perfect storm. So, yeah. I mean, he's got that look that. That he can kind of fit into any white male character you can think of. <laughs> but you know what I mean? He can grow a beard. <laughs> I've never seen something good or good good day news or whatever it's called. But damn it, YouTube wants me to. Yeah, YouTube, YouTube yeah. will not stop until I watch that show. When I'm one of the 16 million people that view that show, they will not stop. Okay, yeah, the well, cast of The Office, I get it. It could be either that, or you could be hearing all about Takashi Six Nine because apparently he had like the most watched live stream on YouTube. Or no, sorry, that was Instagram. Sorry, but I think it's YouTube got affected as well. The rapper, so it's either John Krasinski or a guy I, with the rainbow colored hair. <laughs> I don't know who that is, but I will tell you that the thing with John Krasinski is I would rather you to push that than like some of the negative crap that's out there too. So, yeah. so it is a positive. Um, I don't hate John Krasinski. It's all just for show. Yeah. Yeah. Zero yeah, percent. Yeah. I don't want that mother forcer <laughs> near. St- I'm just joking. Uh, honestly, I'm going to go 32%. I'm going to go 47. I don't know. I think if there was a movie in the works, he'd be in it right now, but there's not. I think Marvel's going to poach him. I think people are really... If he doesn't get Mr. Fantastic, then people will riot, I think. I mean, that's fueled by the internet, but you know what I mean? But it's been fueled for like 10 years by the internet. It's like it's not... Or like five years. It's not like it just happened. So No, I know. 
they're like, we're going to make the Fantastic Four and we're going to get somebody else to play Mr. Fantastic. People will be like, yeah. Like, literally, they will have to, whoever they get, you know that the movie will get delayed because they're going to digitally insert John Krasinski like they did Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> like, we got Al Pacino as Mr. Fantastic. Hooah! Hooah! I stretch! <laughs> By the way, I'm very good at Pacino impressions. <laughs> and De Niro will play the thing. <laughs> I'm the thing. That, more, that was more, yeah. De Niro, yeah. He's already done a 30-year-old CG whatever. He could be used to, like, bricks. <laughs> I'm the thing. I made a rocks. Is that funny, Greg? The thing. <laughs> if I had rocks, could you milk me, Greg? <laughs> uh, final odd. This comes from executive producer Heidi Fetter, <laughs> the greatest odd probably of all time. The odds of, and this is, Word for word, how she worded it, too, which is what I love most about this, too. Odds of, and this is where the quote starts, that song from the holiday special will at least be hummed by a character in The Mandalorian. That song. Like any of the songs, I think, is what she's saying. No, I'm saying the Leia song at the end. See, that's where this falls apart, because that's like humming the star wars theme right which i think is too on the nose but if you hum like the b arthur song or the uh i thought the b. arthur's character was gonna get a nod in mandalorian oh i think that's very very possible at some point for for real but if they were to hum the somewhat lesser known songs or at least you know like if you get someone going <laughs> like that's People will notice. This is, I think, I think this is the song she's referring to, though. We celebrate no, I, no, no. a day of peace, a day yeah. of harmony. It's so good. A day of joy we all can share. Together joyously. Look at that dissolve. Harrison Ford, like, they're not paying me enough. I know what song you're talking about. It's, but it's the Star Wars theme. <laughs> but it's slowed down, though. But, da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah, I guess if it's slowed down, it sounds a little bit different. But I think it's, without those words, like, when Carrie, Carrie Fisher is singing it, yeah, it does sound a little different. But, like, the B. Arthur song. Okay, right? I'll pull up the B. Arthur song. It's like, dance with me. The B. <laughs> no, Arthur song is song. literally the best part of the show. There's a light in the place. But I don't think this is that song. I think Carrie Fisher is that song. We may not This is already way more Star Wars than the sequel trilogy. I'm sorry, I had to say that. I'm just joking. I can't listen to that anymore. Um, it is uh, a great, it is a great scene though. I'm gonna go 80 percent on this because, like, it's so great that they have to do it. <laughs> you never go 100. percent I'm gonna go 81 uh, percent. that's right. Showcase showdown. I'm coming. Uh, I'm coming. 
Uh, such I, a great, such a great odd. Oh my goodness. It's so amazing good. odd. Well played, <laughs> Heidi. On that one. She does love the holiday special. Though. She is like, the oh number. yeah. She grew, that's her, I think that was her introduction to Star Wars was the holiday yeah. special. And then the Donnie and Marie special, which is starting to make <laughs> its way online now, which is hilarious. Um, anyway, those are our odds today. Thank you so much for our Patreon. You can support us at patreon.com slash Podcast. It means a lot to us. So thank you for all of your support. Are you ready for the news? Oh, you know it. Hollow news. Da 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 da. Hollow news. What are the odds that someone will hum the Hollow News song in The Mandalorian? <laughs> well, we are watched by all. Oh, sure. We're only Not watched. We're only watched by Peter Bing- Billingsley because we mentioned. Oh, couples dude. retreat that would, day. that would make me so happy like i love the christmas story and I, then knowing that he's in other things I'm i, like, I think i was the only one that applauded when he showed up in spider-man homecoming 2 i was like he's back <laughs> whatever it's called I was like, it's back <laughs> and that's the greatest spider-man movie of all time all right hollow news you're up uh speaking of carrie fisher if you are jonesing to hear her voice again go on to netflix and check out have a nice trip a documentary about psychotropics where she did an interview at some point and retold one of her first uh, acid trips and what have you very interesting stuff they reenact we re- have they have natasha legero come in reenact what she's describing and she's dressed up like princess leia so it's funny uh not don't go for the star wars so just go like i really miss carrie fisher and listening to her talk so check that out i watched it i enjoyed it uh in other news mark hamill is talking about the mandalorian uh he was interviewed by somebody i couldn't figure out who but he made a comment that he found the mandalorian quite good in the exact exact thing that star wars needs right now uh, he said they have a wonderful advantage on the Mandalorian in its ec- economical storytelling. They don't have the burden of delivering a gigantic special effects extravaganza like the films had. It sort of gets back to the basics of George Lucas's envisioning as a Western in space, which I think we call it a Western a lot of times. It has that tone of a Sergio Leone Western. I'm very impressed with it. And to me, a very smart move on their part because you can't keep trying to top it's like the superhero movies that have to deliver those gargantuan epics. And with Mandalorian, they can concentrate more on the characters and the storytelling. I think it's excellent. So high praise from Luke Skywalker himself. This comes on the tail of, I think, last week or the week prior, Hamill saying that he can't really see him returning to perform as Luke Skywalker ever again. He said the character had a beginning, middle, and end. And that as much as those films were important to him and changed his life, he he just can't see them wanting to do any more. They need to move on. So that's very, very cool. But I keep saying we need a Lando and Luke adventure of, that happens with the Wayfinder. So let's get that. An, an animation. So he just has to do the voice. Uh, unfortunately for you, James, I think you already know this, but the Pod Racer for Nintendo Switch remaster, which was supposed to come out this week, if not today, or to, yesterday 12th, or whatever it was. May 12th. May 12th, which and, was 
yesterday. And they literally uh, they literally announced it like an hour before May 12th. Exactly. Literally Monday night Aspire developer Aspire announced just hours before it was supposed to release on May 12th. They said that the game will not be out because of dis- uh, undefined uh, because of remote working they couldn't finish it to the exact way they wanted it and they have as of yet given a date for when it will come out. Uh, the PSR, PS4 version was also delayed prior to this and is not supposed to come out till May 26. I do not know if that date has changed as well. But uh, producer James Bakari with Aspire says, Racer originally came out in an interesting time for controllers. We were really starting to see interesting things. Rumble, multi, multiple analog sticks, even the shape of the N64 controller. So it's sort of fitting that when you look at controls today, we're seeing the same thing. With the Switch Joy-Cons, you really want to make sure that game plays well and embraces as much of the variation as possible for them. So we've done a lot of work to make sure that the game feels comfortable in all configurations, including playing with each individual Joy-Con. Hey, you can't fight that. We put out a Star Wars game in this day and age. Yeah, better make sure it's as good as you can make it because Star Wars video game fans are ruthless. And you know what? This has been your Hollow News. (sighs) <sighs> Am I right? Hollow news. That's uh, the Christmas version of the Hollow News. Have was, yourself a Hollow News. I would get play. I would get uh, Pod Racer for the PlayStation Four because I can't on the Switch. Don't didn't you? What were the games that I you got? Pod with? Racer Revenge brought the sequel with uh, old gotcha. Anakin. I but didn't I think need it was it. the original one. No, I need it with the young Anakin also. I do. I love it though. I do play that. It's probably my most played game on there too. Mm. Because it's the only one that doesn't need an update every six seconds. <laughs> Apparently fans are now mad that Battlefront 2 hasn't been updating in a while. It's like this thing <laughs> is seven years old and like, <laughs> chill out. Top five, uh, we kind of did this one a few weeks ago, but because everybody keeps getting announced for the Mandalorian, top five characters that are not in the Mandalorian that we want to see in the Mandalorian season two. Mm. I can't even remember what we said last time. Neither so. can I, so my number five is Hundo. We probably just did this like two <laughs> weeks ago, literally. <laughs> yeah, probably. Time has no meaning. Uh, my number five would be some kind of Crimson Dawn character. Ooh, I think in this, and it's going to be sweet. My number four, Luke Skywalker. Screw it, Mark Hamill. You're back. <laughs> Just yeah, back, baby. Every time... Oh, R.I.P. Oh. <laughs> but uh, um, they could do it. I mean, yeah. I thought the CG Luke in Rise of Skywalker was, looked pretty good. That was him from Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. And uh, they could easily... Have someone do all the uh, hard labor, and they just CG his young yep. face on it, and he voices it. I mean, look what they did with Quill; looks pretty spot on. So, I have spoken. <laughs> exactly. So, it's very doable. You are a Mandalorian. <laughs> I'm sure you'll learn how to ride it soon. <laughs> Blurg. Uh, my number four is going to be Mon Mothma, because let's get the Rebellion in there. How oh, old well, would she be? I guess it's not the Rebellion anymore. <laughs> Put Mon Mothma in and just tell us what's going on. Uh, like, what's I the Rebellion doing? Are Mon they in the Republic now? Mothma. 
Manmata. Many Bothans died to bring you this Biscar. Um, my number three is going to be Han Solo because why not? Well, but he would be he would be a, a father becoming a father. Perfect. <laughs> my number three is slightly better than your number three, and probably a bigger fan favorite. That is Dexter Jetster. <laughs> makes more sense to be on the Obi-Wan show or does it make more sense for him to be in all three Disney Plus series and him being the glue that binds them all together Dexter Jetster Ahsoka version 2.0 he's the night nurse as he is to Star Wars as the night nurse is to the Marvel Netflix shows <laughs> exactly. he's just there exactly uh, my number two is going to be Cad Bane my number two is Ray's parents. <laughs> yeah. Why, Why not? not? Why not? They exist. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, my number one, uh, Chewbacca. There we go. <laughs> That's the most like feasible of all those characters to get into the show. And, and Jonas would be like, let's do it. I'm here. I don't yeah. know why he's whatever accent I just did. That sounded like. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, he, I don't know. I've, I have three voices. I don't know if you've learned this. Yeah. And a great singing voice. Number one for me is Cad Bane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Did you give a number one? Yeah. Chewbacca. Oh, that was number one. Right, yeah. Easy. Easy peasy. Easy. Chewy. I had to uh, point out to Reham when we rewatched uh, Rise of Skywalker that Lando is wearing the yellow shirt like Donald Glover does as Lando in Solo. And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, I never noticed. <laughs> yeah, people were complaining about that. and I <laughs> People always complaining, just like women be shopping. People be, be complaining. <laughs> Everything is open now. The world is starting to get back to normal. Nothing's open. I'm just making that up. But things mm-hmm. are slowly kind of opening up again, I guess. They want mm-hmm. things open. Just a reminder that you can uh, listen to us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Playlists, Podcast Playlists, whatever. And just look us up. We're the Rebel Scum yep. Podcast. We are there. You can follow us, of course, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitters. Um, anything else you want to say, Brock? Uh no. Um What's up? You cool cats and cool kittens? Yeah. Tiger King. <laughs> I've got one thing I like, to say to you. What? Uh I like when I mention things that you don't know, so you're just like <sighs> That's because you were always scum. A rebel scum more than meets the eye. Turtle power. <laughs> hey, scumbags. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.